0: Welcome to the first Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm your host, Zen.
1: I'm Michelle. And I'm Katharina.
0: And this is the first Meet Us in Paris, where we discuss the fine art of travel. Today, we're going to be discussing our favorite places to visit in the world and why you should go and the three most polarizing food experiences we've had while traveling. So sit backs, sit backs, sit back, (laughs) relax, and explore the world with us. We've got some great stories to share. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. All right. (laughs) Oh God! Good start. We need a new host.
2: Were you drinking at lunch,
0: <laughs> or did I drink enough at lunch? All right. <laughs> all right. So, so you guys know um, we all work together. Michelle and I have known each other for a decade, but we really only got a chance to meet Catherine in the last year or so. And one of our favorite water cooler discussion topics has been about the places we've been, where we've been going, and all the travel and Antidotes? antidotes and and. I never can say that. Antidote. Antidote. And um, what we never really, while we always talk about traveling all the time, we never really known what our favorite places Mm -hmm. are around the world. We always talk about the last place. So I thought it would be kind of a fun podcast if we kind of reveal of all the different places that we've traveled around the world, uh, what your favorite place is and maybe a little bit about why. So I guess I'll start. So, I've been to a lot of different places. Um, The last probably decade, I've been mostly focusing on Asia. I've done quite a bit of Europe. I've done some South America. But the one place that, probably because of my parents, that's been really close to my heart is uh, Taiwan. Um, I love Taiwan. Um, The reason why... I am Taiwanese. But it's a very, very interesting kind of country because there's so many cultures that collide within one one place. You have, of course, the Taiwanese. You have, so there's actually several types of Taiwanese. You have what they call the original indigenous culture, which they like to call the Aborigines. There's also people who have been there for hundreds of years. There's a more recent, for lack of a better word, Um, like a colonization was uh, during the war, Um, so like roughly 50 to 100 years, 50 years ago, Shanghai Czech came across China and his armies, which were from all around China, came over and then landed in um, Taiwan. And then you have a smatter. then you also had the Japanese occupation, so there's Japanese influence. They were there for, I think roughly two decades. And then on top of it, before that, there was uh, Dutch colonization colonization so it's this kind of this weird amalgam of all these asian and western cultures and it's just one of the most fascinating places i've been to Um, and the food is just amazing there so anytime that i travel it's like i travel on my stomach so i love taiwan for that particular reason Um, also a lot of you guys i'm going to make the assumption haven't been there it's also it's an island so it's it's got a very much like a Hawaiian um, Hawaiian kind of climate. So it's it's warm, it's humid during tropical. the summer. It could be tropical. Mm-hmm. It could be a little bit too humid, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it's just wonderful. If you in certain parts of it, you would think that you're actually in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then also there's parts of the. Um, parts of the island when you're on the east coast it actually looks uh, like there's when i was a kid i used to always see these scroll of, of these paintings of these mountainsides with, with their sheer cliffs and kind of these kind of weird rocks that went up into the sky and i always made the assumptions like these guys the, wow these guys have a lot of imagination and i actually had an opportunity about uh, 10 15 years ago to go down the east coast and it's they're real i mean it's just amazing to see these incredible rock formations on the side of the on the side of the ocean and in the whole side they're all made out of marble mm-hmm. so it, it's just a really wow. fascinating place mm-hmm. so that's one of my that's my favorite place so Michelle what's yours
2: it has to be Japan um, for several reasons I feel super safe there I, I never feel like when I'm traveling in other countries kind of on edge and yeah. watching my purse um, I think that the Japanese people are some of the kindest, most generous, conscientious people on the planet. It's really, it, the whole society there is just enviable, you know, I mean, I remember riding on p- uh, public transportation, like a bus, and you know, it's about 3 or 4 o'clock, kids are getting out of school, and these are little kids, like kindergarten mm-hmm. age. And they're usually in in groups of three or four or more, and they're all getting onto the public bus and getting themselves home by themselves, no parental supervision. You know, it's just a very respectful society. I mean, or maybe I'm sure they're smarter than our kids. Maybe <laughs> yeah, they probably are. Their education system is very advanced, but um, it's just it's just a very collective society, or it appears to be that way. And so when I'm there, I just I don't ever feel like I'm being treated like a tourist or somebody's impatient with me. And I just I feel really at home, which is interesting because I don't really speak the language. You know, not many people there do speak English except in tourism. But yeah, it's just when I'm there, I just get that inner feeling like this is like my spiritual home.
0: (laughs) Oh, I gotta say, I've been to Japan now twice, and I got Uh I would put that on my second place. Second favorite place mm-hmm. to be. It's actually on you know, my daughter and my wife's favorite place to be. Yeah, so I mean it's just that it's just It's like a obviously it's a completely different world and mm-hmm. such. So yeah. well, what parts of Japan did you visit?
2: Oh, gosh, I've been twice. So first time Tokyo went up to um, the mountains Nagano area to see the, um, the snow monkeys um, <laughs> How's that? It was cool. It was really cool. It was snowing, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. It's just a neat phenomenon. And uh, so then came back, gone to Kyoto, um, Osaka, um, Kobe area, um, Hiroshima. Yeah. all. I mean, I haven't, haven't really done too much in the further northern um, prefectures, but kind of central and heading south.
0: Have you, did you go see the, have you been to Nara?
2: I did not, we did not stop or stay in Nara, but the deer, they had the same thing where we were in Miyajima, the, the deer just running all around. The, is that what you were going to mention? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Nara deer. They're but,
0: so cool. But, but in Nara, they bow. Wait, to what? The, they, they bow to the deer. They no, the deer bow.
1: The deer bow. Oh, interesting. So,
0: so okay. So okay, can, we're gonna go sideways here for a moment. So I want to go really, really badly, just because I've heard about this and I seen some video. Nara, there's there's a temple there, and when you when you bow to the deer, the deer will bow oh, up fun. and down, <laughs> back and forth to you. Oh, and my funny. under so f- there's actually. To, there's a real reason why it happens, and then the oh, other okay. part that's not real. So, so apparently, um, someone's going to correct me, but the the people who used to go through this the area would always bow to the deer because the deer apparently were some kind of spirits, and so they were oh hello, and they believed they were spirits, and so they would bow to the deer. So as time went by, now here's the part that I didn't mention. Apparently they sell um, essentially like Ritz crackers, for lack of a better word. So every time you bow to the deer, the, dao, the deer bows back to you, but then you give them a t- cracker. So they're <laughs> yeah. really coming for the food. Oh God. <laughs>
2: they are merciless. They work in tag teams of two. They're really not afraid of people. And oh, like I, I was standing in um, just an open area by the temple, and I had a – um, a bunch of food in my purse <laughs> uh, like chips Uh-oh. and stuff like that and a grocery bag in my purse and so I was bending over there was this one that came up and was like hello with my doe eyes you know and I'm like hello hello the other one came around the backside Got into no. my purse, grabbed my bag, <laughs> the grocery bag out of my purse, and went running. I had to chase it down. I'm like, give me my food. They're little stinkers, yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. They're yeah. smart. they steal your cigarettes too. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> smoke. he smokes, smokes. Oh yeah, no. they're they're
2: pretty funny though. They're mischievous. Yeah, they're so
0: cute though. I mean, mm-hmm. so like, okay, just what you got to do is like, if you guys haven't seen this, go on to YouTube and. Like Google Nara deer and then go to YouTube and you'll see all these deer and they're super cute. So um, the ones in
2: Yajima look totally different than the ones in Nara. Oh really? Nara look like more traditional deer with the like like small
0: ones (laughs) with little kind of Mm -hmm. people can't. Why I'm doing these hand gesticulations and no one else can see it. (laughs) It's like I got my thumb under my top of my head and my fingers up in the antlers. Yeah, (laughs) like antlers, but
2: yeah, they don't have. Antlers necessarily? I think oh. I mean, and, and the ones in Nara, they have like the little spots on their back. They look like yeah. Bambi, you know. <laughs> yeah. These ones don't. They're not as cute, but they're still cute. You know? <laughs> they're little rascals.
0: Yeah, they're little rascals. All right. So oh
2: yeah, Japan definitely.
0: Okay, well now I know. So
1: <laughs> cool. So my spot would be Poland. Uh, which is in Europe, right next door to Germany. For those of you who might not know where that is, I always tell my friends, "Oh, I'm going to Poland, and I have to show them on a map where that is." Because they, seriously, oh they, my gosh, yeah,
0: really, <laughs> really, oh,
1: yeah, and they're like, "Where's Poland?" I'm I like, week. "It's a really big country, and it's right next door to Germany." So. Then they go, "Where's Germany?" Yeah, uh, so you know, yeah. then you don't ne- yeah. feel nearly I as week bad. I for the future. <laughs> But yeah, so I would have to say Poland. Um, I mean, my family lives there, which is also a big reason. But just Poland, I feel like, has everything. And I've traveled to many different countries in Europe. And you have, Poland has the Baltic Sea, so you can go to the beach. And then down south, they have gorgeous mountains, and you can go hiking uh, and rafting and Um, there's tons of lakes in Poland also so we go I would go sailing on the lakes and sometimes you see like wild beautiful wild blonde horses just like running through the lake it's very picturesque and the food's awesome everyone's super friendly for the most part um what else oh and of course Poland is home to the largest crusader castles So everywhere, yeah. So it's called Malbork, and it's the largest one in northern Poland and in all of Europe. So wherever you go, just like one hour any direction, you'll see a castle, and you could stop by for a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and visit the castle. So
0: they they turn the castles into Starbucks? (laughs) No, they have little you
1: know coffee shops outside of the castle, and then you can just I don't know, it's pretty cool. You just sit in the castle and. drink coffee and relax and walk around so cool what's like the biggest
2: metropolis or city in poland
1: uh so the capital warsaw or warsaw Warsaw, Uh and then gdansk in northern poland so very
2: is it pretty hip and trendy yeah yeah no for sure
1: very fashion forward i would say in warsaw and yeah Lots I never shopping. associate
2: Poland with fashion forward.
1: Yeah. I, like
2: I see women in aprons and... uh yeah. <laughs>
1: scars, the
2: smaller, on the Are pants. they all gray by way? And they're all named <laughs> Olga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Germany. Olga. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 <laughs> so oh, oh, oh. They're so close. They're so close. But, yeah, anytime I go back to Poland, I go shopping and... When I come back, like the fashion style I bring back isn't here Here yet. yet. Mm -hmm. And it comes out in like three months, four months. And I'm like, Oh, like I already started the trend. That's cool.
2: Yeah, I noticed that when I'm over in Europe too. They have I remember like the whole before the whole leggings thing took Uh off. They were everybody was wearing them and I was and i remember when people were wearing them back in the like uh-huh, <laughs> the the mid <laughs> yeah, to the, <first> the, <laughs> the 80s and i could believe all these people running around in just leggings and little shirts and i'm thinking we don't have those yet and then another thing i saw over there were those um what kind of pair parach- not parachute pants but they're kind of like the baggy genie kind of pants okay. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. those never made it here thank you. <laughs> i was so because no, I was they like, were the no. ni- they were here in the They were here in the eighties then, but they, yeah. they're oh, they no. never came back. back yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. I know. Diaper you know what, pants wait, is what I actually
1: saw those pants. Someone was wearing them
2: here. Yes. Oh, that might have been European. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's it's at the mall, at oh. South Coast Plaza. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh.
1: It's like very like genie. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So okay. it's slowly coming. Mm.
0: <laughs> so I got a random piece of trivia that I learned about about Poland just because Katharina told me about this. It's like I'm a big fan of architecture. And in uh, Soviet-bloc countries, mm-hmm. um, and actually parts of the United States. If you go to Washington, D.C., you'll see a lot of buildings that are called brutalism, which is big, kind of concrete buildings that are very unfriendly and very un- cold. And the Katharina told me, it's like, oh, they're starting to paint them, which is like sacrilege in, in um, when it comes to architecture. And sure enough, they're painting them, and they're like some of the most beautiful buildings you've ever seen. They're very bright. They're very, I mean... They're really, really cool. So, Ooh. I mean, yeah. now I kind of want to go to Warsaw just to go see those buildings. <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah.
1: another thing of Warsaw, interesting fact, so during World War II, it was all bombed. Mm-hmm. And then they just rebuilt it all from pictures.
2: Oh, to match what it to looked like before? To match how
1: it looked like before. Oh, wow.
2: The I didn't know that.
0: downtown area. Yep. There's actually a podcast called um, – now I'm going to plug someone else's podcast <laughs> – called 99% Invisible. Hmm. And th- they talk about design and such. And they were talking about what an incredible tourist attraction that the downtown Warsaw area was. Um, and I didn't really, it, they when you mentioned it I now put the, the two together and they're saying it's like it's so funny it's a um, it's kind of a fake authentic because they made it as authentically as they could to represent what it looked like back in the day. But it was all built within the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, But it's an incredible attraction that everyone, you have to go down to that part, but it's essentially, in some ways, it's kind of like a Disneyland or something like that, because <laughs> it's not real, so yeah. it's kind of like this, it's real, but it's not real, so. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, so, you told us what your, hmm. some of your favorite things to do. What's your favorite things to do in Japan, Michelle?
2: Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Um,
0: why should someone go?
2: Why should someone go? They have some really beautiful temples, lots of temples and shrines. Um, the topography is just beautiful, too. I mean, if you get up into, like, Kamakura, which is just outside of Tokyo, like like an hour north, I think. Um, there's coastline, and there's mountains, and... It's just, it's really beautiful. Lots of beautiful gardens and tea houses and things like that. So, just seeing all the different architecture and the big Buddhas and all that, it's just really pretty. It's very peaceful.
0: I'm trying to figure out why, what's my favorite thing to do in Taiwan? Eat. Bes- besides, <laughs> yeah, besides eat.
2: That's another favorite thing to do in Japan, too,
0: is mm-hmm. eat. You know, I think it's kind of, for Taiwan, there's, it, it's, their, the tourism industry is just starting to build mm-hmm. but they got a lot of these kind of like there's something called the Taipei 101 which is 100 story, 101 stories high that's why it's the 101 and it's their equivalent of like the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. and so they have this you, you think of lots of people think of Asia being kind It depends on what part of Asia but like kind of old and such here's a brand new building in the middle of Taipei it's was actually the tallest building in the world for maybe five or six years uh, as little as ten years ago and at the bottom of it is this incredible shopping mall and of course lots of food and such like mm-hmm. that I think so it would be like kind of like the sightseeing shopping eating all in one temples I mean there's so many things okay no 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 I got it so um outside a little bit to the east side Near the zoo so if you got a chance there's near somewhere near the zoo and there's some and my my Chinese is terrible it's um it's pronounced mao gong mao gong Mao gong mao gong um, mountain and um what it is is all of the some of the old original tea fields is on the mountain and you can take a like a wire tramway like a forty minute 20 minute Tramway up the side of the mountain, mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of restaurants at the top and a bunch of tea shops, so you can actually walk around at the top, mm-hmm. drink tea, look at the city from the top up wow. there. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully picturesque, and it's just like, and walk from a little tiny shop oh, here's a little teacup or whatever, yeah. whatever. And just it's just like, what's around the next corner? And the reason why they call it Mao Gong Mao is uh. I'm pronouncing it terribly. My mom would be terribly ashamed. (laughs) Um, It's actually cat. So the thing is, apparently, at one point there's a lot of cats there as well, too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so Malcolm, if you got a chance, like you got to take the. And the other thing is, um, when you're going up in these little gondolas on the ropeway, like every third or every fourth one are glass-bottomed. So wait for a glass-bottom one, so you can like as you're going over. Maybe
1: just make all of them glass.
0: Maybe. People are really afraid. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna make something. Yeah. I would. I, right? yeah, yeah, you would think they would all be, but yeah. yeah so you're like, you're kind of like staring because look straight down and you're looking at all that's these awesome. little trees and stuff. Like yeah. That. So that's cool. Yeah. So where do you want to go?
2: Where do I want to go next? Yeah. We, we were talking. Um, my husband and I were talking about a couple places. We were really, I was really excited and, and interested in going to Vietnam, but then I kind of chickened out a little bit um i don't know i really do want to go but i, I kind of flip-flop on that one and then we were talking about going to iceland just oh. because you know like nobody goes there but i think it's starting to get more popular yeah it is. um but yeah i would love to get back to europe you know either like italy or spain because i haven't done spain yet oh,
1: spain's amazing i, I just bet. Got back. yeah so. what's amazing just so I was in Barcelona. And Barcelona.
0: <laughs> you, no, it's Bar-Solo- Barcelona. Yeah, I right? can't do <laughs> um,
1: But no, just everyone. It's like a such a cool lifestyle. Everyone's very relaxed and happy, and siestas are a real thing there. Yes. And I don't know. Just you're always outside, and you're always with people, and you're everyone's always hanging out at coffee shops or restaurants and Mm -hmm. meet people at parks and it's just I don't know like a vacation like an extra vacation on top of a vacation Wow! it's like you have no stress Mm -hmm. you're just relaxing and enjoying every minute I love when you're there and enjoying the food and the company you're with, and so the siesta thing, paced. like
2: yeah, very yeah, things in Europe are very slow, very <laughs> different here. The minute you you land yourself in Europe, you're like, oop, time to slow my yeah. roll because <laughs> they don't operate that way. Yeah. And um, so, like the siesta thing, I noticed that in Italy. It seemed like what was it like three o'clock? Everything shut yeah, down. Yeah, it was like
1: three to six, three to seven. But then do almost? they come back to and then work? they come back, and then what they don't trouble? eat dinner till like nine mm. o'clock at night, like yeah. nine p.m. is early. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge adjustment in Spain. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's like that in Italy too, but yeah. it's mostly because it's so hot. That's I mean, in true. the summer, yeah, especially. Yeah, it's really
1: hot too. So hot and humid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like eat dinner at like nine, nine thirty, and then you would drink wine or sangria, and then meet up with people and go out and then not come back till 4 or 5 (gasps) a.m
2: yes i know isn't that crazy (laughs)
1: it was just very long and then you don't you can't really sleep too long because it's just so hot so yeah but
0: wow i know four or five a.m i remember Uh that once upon a time once upon a time yeah
1: (laughs) it's everyone like you see like kids out but the one time they get night and they have to go to work
2: then they must start work late like 10. oh
0: Yeah. That's only five hours of sleep. Yeah. You can't live that way.
2: Not me. Not anymore.
0: (laughs) So,
1: I mean, I don't know if every night they stay out till 4 a.m. Right, but, okay. You see people out.
0: Did did you, now I have to ask, so when you ate dinner and stuff like that, is, you know, like what I think of Spanish food is like, Series of tapas and such. Mm-hmm. Is That's that
1: exactly what it was? So it was just non stop different types of tapas. So it was like pork or chicken, lots of seafood in Barcelona. So scallops and fish, and yeah. So. What's,
0: how long is a meal? Like, is it like, like Italian meals where it takes three or hours four hours or something like that? Or? No, it
1: was actually pretty quick, oh. I would have to say. Yeah, less than an hour. I would just. Get your food, eat, and then just go walk. Were you walk at the, it off?
2: you stayed at our friend's house, right? Mm-hmm. So you were at their house yeah. and just kind of having the full immersion mm-hmm. experience. So is that how they eat normally, just tapas style every night? Or yeah. That's my favorite much. way to eat.
1: And then on but, Thursday nights in Barcelona, all the restaurants have like a special tapas night that every plate is one euro. So then they count oh, how so many cool. plates you have.
0: So one euro is roughly about a buck it's, thirty yeah, or something like, like, that, like yeah. that right now. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: I love tapas. Yes, I, I do. It's the best way to
0: eat. You get a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's like a European dim sum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is European dim sum. <laughs> or is dim sum a European tapa? Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. No, it's good. Well, that's a pretty good segue. So like mm-hmm. one of the things that we were talking about was um what did I call it at the beginning? It's like some polarizing food experiences yeah. that you mm-hmm. had in the past So like since you were start you left off with kind of food because I forced you into that <laughs> big question what, what, what did you have any unusual food on any of your trips?
1: Uh, yes, so in Poland. So like I said, I'm Polish have family there and My grandpa has a specialty that he always makes when I come And I do not like it, and I pretend to eat it. It's called nuszki in Polish, which literally means little feet. And it's just clear, Mm. plain gelatin. (laughs) And there's suspended meat inside of it, either fish or chicken or chicken feet, I guess, could also be in there. And then, like, peas and carrots, and it's served cold, and it's not good at all.
2: I think we talked about that. It's like pretty common in Eastern European to have that, have variations of that. Because I know, and I've been at um, like a Passover Seder that that has made its way in <laughs> um, from a Russian relative or something like yeah. that. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's... It's... Yeah. yeah it's,
1: not good. I just poke at it.
2: And I don't know anybody who likes it. It's kind of like in the same classification of gefilte fish. You know, it's oh. going to be an acquired taste. So my
1: whole family loves that. Oh! I, <laughs> gefilte fish? Yeah, yeah. So it's like every holiday my yes. like mom makes it. It's like the shredded uh. carrots, right? And like the white, cold white fish inside. The mold. Yeah. A yeah. oh, mold. Do
2: Wasn't it? It's kind of like it's stuck together like a... Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. like pounded. Together yeah, it's like ground like... meat or solid. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: so correct me if I'm wrong. So as I recall, gefilte fish is essentially like a white fish, white fish. that's been preserved in lye <laughs> and then essentially like buried or something like that, right? <laughs> Actually, I'm not exactly no. sure how.
1: <laughs> so the way we well the way we make it, it's just um, white fish and we uh, cook it and then we let it sit and be cold in the refrigerator and then we put it in mash it up with shredded carrots
0: oh i think that's not the dish or like nor the, like a
2: oh like a nor like Norwegian. a region
0: yeah no, like a Norwegian like uh we used to have, do you remember we used to have a co-worker um oh gia
2: Right, and I was
0: asking her about that, and she was talking about like lie and all this stuff. She goes, Maybe. "No one eats that anymore." Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think that, um, that lie
2: yeah. is good. Yeah, they've probably found a different way to go about doing that. But yeah. Uh,
0: well, oof. I'm sure that's this sounds equally bad. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I'm. I'm kind of adapting my taste, so like I'll try a little bit more each holiday, but it's not something I want to eat. You don't crave it.
2: Uh-uh. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, not my favorite.
0: You want, You want to share
2: anything? Um, let's see. I don't really have any. Well, was polarizing. It could be. polarizing. a good experience, right? I so, suppose so. A you know, life changing experience with food there in Japan was when I, we had um, Kobe beef when we were uh, up there on in Miyajima. Where did and you get it? We were we Kobe. stayed at a. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we stayed at a yeah. We were in the Kobe region. <laughs> we when we go to Japan, we typically stay in ryokans, which are not you know they're more oh. of like a bed and breakfast, or it might be in somebody's home, and oh. it's more of a traditional. So you have to take trit- off your shoes, right? And yes, everywhere, and you you know you can only. Use special shoes in the bathrooms, oh, and wow. and you sleep on the floor. And they turn do turn down service and put all the blankets down for you. you sleep on the floor. It's not Western style do at all. they
1: give you rules before so mm-hmm. you know what to do? Yeah, the
2: yeah. They let you know what the rules are, and then they usually have an onsen or a hot spring in there. And oh. sometimes you know they're um, they're always segregated, but summer you know you have to pretty much get totally naked. <laughs> you can't go in it <laughs> in your bathing suit. So, and you can't have tattoos, visible tattoos either in there. But um, yeah, the food, back to the food. Oh my gosh, this meat is so amazing. Like we cooked it on um, like little hot stones and it was very little amount. I mean, I think it might've been like two or three ounces because it's so expensive. And, um, but it was super, super good. It made me realize like that, you know, when you go to the grocery store here or you go to, uh, say you go to a a restaurant and they they say they have kobe sliders i'm like that's not kobe beef <laughs> it's not it is so regulated and restricted and how it's i mean some most kobe do not even get over here to the states you know you you'd have to have a really good connection but yeah it was so good but um yeah, and the thing that was interesting about Japan, their breakfast is really different. Like, I was expecting Western breakfast style, maybe, <laughs> but it's so different. It's it's usually, you know, it's always miso soup, which I love. I like savory things. Yeah, oh, I like. love savory for breakfast. So, yeah, it's you get miso soup, rice, usually some kind of smoked fish or, like, salmon collar, um... And then some really interesting looking things that kind of scared me that I didn't want to eat because it looked like they were taken out of like a fish pond or something it was oh like gosh. like algae and water and just oh. some interesting things Almost but. like
0: a little tapas that go with the rice. yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: how the food is served they're, yeah they're all so Japanese believe that the food shouldn't touch each other on one plate that's why you have all those individual little beautiful oh, ceramic is that why? Okay. yeah
0: so what about um, what's the rice like rice rice or mm-hmm. was it like porridge rice no it was regular like
2: steamed oh, rice because porridge yeah. rice that's good stuff <laughs> yeah that's good stuff
0: porridge rice with all those little yeah lack of bear words mm-hmm. japanese tapas are amazing yeah
2: and the eggs in japan are so crazy the yolk i brought pictures back the yolk did you notice that that how orange they are yeah and they're so big and good oh my god
0: did you was yours cooked through or was it cooked soft?
2: I had a a raw one, and I just would break it on my little stone, my hot stone, mm-hmm. and to fry it. And yeah, it was just like so orange.
0: So, the, uh, this is actually one of my favorite ways to have like the the um, egg and ramen is that the they'll actually they'll yeah it's it's for like it's it's even more than a soft boiled egg. Because it is. It's like the whites are well. There's two types. There's actually one where they're. It's barely coagulated, so it's just barely, barely, barely cooked. So it's, it's just starting to harden. It's poached. Yeah, it, yeah like not poached. even not even a poached. Yeah. It's kind of like it's still loose. It's just starting – the whites are just starting to turn from that translucent to white, just but set. it's still jelly. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, which I actually prefer, is like where the white has just turned white and the yolk is almost completely soft. Yeah. And, and it's just like – and you get one of those things, and you're wrong. It's like, oh my god, this is so amazing. good. I know. So my and kid then, loves them. too. There, I know that's
2: <laughs> that's how I cook my eggs now here. And like, they're so good when I say hard boiled egg or like soft boiled egg. and yeah. I just peel it. And I've got it down right to the timing and the ice bath afterwards, and it's that perfect where it mm-hmm. might run a little. So good. <laughs> I could talk about eggs for days. Oh, I could too. <laughs> my kid
0: would eat eggs. If, if there's one food she would eat, eggs only. Okay, it's my turn I Yeah. Out, um, stinky tofu.
2: Oh yeah <laughs>
0: um, So I'll I'll, tell, I'll first give a little story like years ago. so we're in Southern California. Um, we're about 10 miles away from Disneyland. Um, Irvine's roughly about five miles away from the ocean. Um, next to us is a city called Newport Beach. And probably about 20 years ago there was a t- there was a Chinese restaurant in Newport Beach and they use the stink stinky tofu. <laughs> and stinky tofu, um, before I get into the flavor and everything, um, it is exactly the way, it smells exactly the way it's named. It, it actually smells like, for lack of better words, like open sewage. Yeah. Oh. And so this Chinese restaurant was so serving. So <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean, name something. It's like, like it's, it would be cool. And it's like yucky eggs. You know? right? Like, who wants to eat that? Stinky We're in marketing.
2: Tofu. We would never call something that. <laughs>
0: yeah. We would call it aromatic. Right. <laughs> we yes. would call it aromatic mm-hmm. tofu. Um, so, so the um, uh, oh, so they would serve this stuff. And they were actually told by the government, you cannot serve this before ten o'clock at night because all the neighbors were complaining oh, no. that it smelled so bad. Kind of like the sh- remember the sriracha factory? Yes, there's yeah. a sriracha factory like the you guys see sriracha that actually was is within like. I think like thirty miles of us, and they actually weren't allowed to manufacture them uh-huh. manufacture it for a while because yeah. all the neighbors were complaining that yeah it was like tear gas.
2: I can't <laughs> believe there was actually clientele in Newport Beach that wanted stinky tofu. Yeah, I tasty. was I was
0: actually surprised too. It's not
2: normally the demographic there. No, now I, more so, but you know because everybody's getting more into ethnic food, it's becoming more mainstream. But you know, actually,
0: um, on PCH going towards Huntington Beach. There used to be, like, a Holiday Inn Express or something mm-hmm. like that. And the the restaurant – now, I'm not sure if this is the one that served the stinky tofu, but there was actually a really good Taiwanese-Chinese restaurant in the Holiday Inn what? Express oh, on awesome. the second floor. <laughs> so, awesome. like, and like, it's funny. It's, like, Chinese – like, and back then it was – there was not the prevalence of Chinese food that we had here. So it was always this kind of word – so word has it that, like – Sam said that Sarah said that there's actually a restaurant <laughs> oh in southern and, and then of course all the Chinese would go there and, and then it'd be filled and then something like a year or two later they would all shut down and then they would have to find the next secret place oh my god that's funny so okay. it was all like this word of mouth <laughs> it's, it's, mean, like, it's like let's
1: oh. go to the holiday inn for yeah. dinner.
0: <laughs> but the weirdest thing is Remember they were Taiwanese. always in, they were all embedded in these like like third rated third-rate hotels, mm-hmm. like in the hotel restaurants. Like, what? Yeah.
2: What the heck? Uh-huh.
0: So, oh, I it's
2: sticky tofu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Get back. Where did I go
0: with sticky? Get okay. back in your okay. lane. Okay, get back <laughs> in my lane. Um, so, uh, sticky tofu, uh, It's it, it smells as bad as you can imagine. And when I used to be a kid, I would go to, like, Taiwan, and we would go to night markets, and they would have these kind of, like, swap meets in the middle of the night. And I always thought, like I said before, that they had sewage problems, and it actually turned out to be the stinky <laughs> tofu. Oh, but, so um, cool. What does it
1: taste like? Did you try it?
0: I've tried it. Um,
1: Did you plug your nose when you were eating
0: it? Or what? <laughs> I no, I happy. ate it.
1: Yeah, just knowing yeah, it guess. smells like sewage. You know,
0: I always I'll, – I'll try anything once. If I like it, I might do it twice, but oh, that's actually a motto in life. But, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, but the thing is that um, – First of all they take it looks kind of like tofu they deep fry it so it kind of has like a crusty shell um, turns a little <laughs> yellow and the thing is like it smells pretty awful um, you Christy eat it sewage. and you <laughs> 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 crusty <laughs> sewage <laughs> um, and it's actually remarkably mild it doesn't okay. really have much of a flavor to it's me to but smell. it just it reeks. just stinks to heaven and and when you cut it open, it actually, but you that's know, it's glorious <laughs>
1: <laughs> to release <It's>, the full <laughs> <laughs> aroma.
0: Release. Um, it actually has um, little tiny air bubbles, kind of like cheese, where it's fermenting and it's creating air pockets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's so it's the slightly. Smell. <laughs> we're all going to go out tomorrow and get sticky tofu. I think I
2: smelled it once. Um I was at you know that one Taiwanese place class 302. The, yeah. I think cuz they have it there and I was like what
0: Never is that sit next to someone who's yeah. having stinky I tofu. Like, what
2: is that smell? Is the sink backing up? It's, yeah. It's <laughs> someone not take a bath. <laughs> someone not take a bath.
0: So it, the it's unusually it's kind of like like stinky cheese you eat just you, Stinky cheese really stinks but when you eat it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like it, it doesn't taste like it smells yeah i agree with that but um so
2: cuz sometimes there's some blue cheese that smells like ass or like toe jam you know and <laughs> I it tastes that. so good no? it tastes That's, so good yeah. though uh uh-huh.
0: and and yeah. well it, it's that it's like so i usually eat like when someone else orders, okay i'll try a cube actually i saw it at that same class 302 mm-hmm. um I was eating there with one of my friends, and there was a bunch of Chinese guys with like a Caucasian friend or something like that. <laughs> the token. And, and this, this guy is like the token white guy. He's continuing to eat. He's eating. It's like, oh, this is good. It's like, you want to try something new? He's like, yeah, I'll try anything. And so, what did they order him? Oh, yeah. He ordered him the stinky tofu and they put it in front of it. And he's like, and he's like, okay. And, like, he's kind of, like, putting, he's eating it. He's really slowly putting it in his mouth. And he's, like, chewing on it. And you can tell he's really not enjoying it. it. Not <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, do you like it? He's like, yeah, it's really good. And they're all like, that's great because we hate the stuff. Right? Oh, <laughs> right? How mean? <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. Thanks, guys. Because, man, oh. He's bringing chewing. the chicken feet. <laughs> yeah. so, um, Have you ever eaten chicken feet? No. No. Oh. Would
2: you? you? I haven't. I, I wouldn't i how think do you even
1: I eat chicken feet how like yeah like very tenderly
2: right i think bone. it's more of a sucking thing
0: <laughs> like almost like a gnawing thing so gnawing, yeah. they i've seen it Just kind of like this? a steamed kind of in like a white sauce and stuff
2: like that it's kind of like an artichoke you know it's you only get a little teeny bit at a time but it's yeah, it should be really good. That's I mean, people say it's good, but I.
0: You know, I, there's very no few things wasted. I won't eat, <laughs> and chicken feet are on that list of things I won't eat. Mm. Just because I just can't get past the look of yeah, it. Yeah, Sea the urchin look. I can do oh, stinky toe. Well, I don't, I don't enjoy it necessarily. All right, but it's like okay, I'll give it a try. But like, I just look at the foot. It's like no, oh. it. I don't like to eat anything that anything that looks like what it was when it was alive. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, like even lobster, it's like, hey, can you show that for me? You know? right. It's like, <laughs> the same that, I It looks know. like a big bug. It's looking at me. The whole body.
2: <laughs> that happened to me. I was in Boston one time and I, I was on a business trip. And so I ventured out by myself to go get some lobster. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the whole animal comes out on my plate. And I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, I have no, I thought maybe it would come in a tail and butterfly, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I usually have it. And um, the guy finally comes over to the table and goes, do you need me to cut that up for you? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> and throw away the shell and the claw, or take you know, ticket the claw meat and all yeah. that other stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It's just too close. Too close yeah. to the form.
0: All right. So yes. we've got some of the most polarizing foods that we've eaten. Yeah. Made in. yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, how should we end this? Should we end it with one other topic that was unscheduled? I don't know. Sure. Huh.
1: Our favorite food.
0: Our favorite food. Okay, favorite. go for it. Oh, geez. That you had while traveling. It doesn't... Oh, while traveling. Yeah, because it's a... This isn't a food podcast. It's a travel podcast. (laughs) Oh, right.
1: I guess... I mean, I had a lot of good food, but I guess the memorable one was eating pizza in Poland.
0: Why pizza in Poland?
1: Because it's super yummy. It's really good. I mean, I love pizza here, but there it's even better because they make their pizza different. They don't put the tomato sauce under the cheese what you do is they make the pizza all your toppings whatever and then they give you different sauces you can choose from to put on top of the pizza so um
0: what kind of sauces
1: it's like my favorite too is like this garlic paste garlic kind of ranch tasting and the other one is ketchup but it's not like our ketchup here it's more tomato saucy ketchup but not marinara like in between ketchup and marinara.
0: It's 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 red. But it looks like it's ketchup red. Yeah, <laughs> but it's
1: really good. So so that's a good one. Who I
0: would you?
2: say I think okonomiyaki. Um, we were uh, where were we? We were in Osaka. Yeah, and you know what that is? It's a uh, it's like a Japanese uh, vegetable pancake. So it's yeah. like shredded cabbage, and yeah. then there's batter, and then this delicious yeah. sauce. It's Did you just... make it yourself? No, we okay. didn't. Yeah, um, but we it was just so fun because I already had a list of things I wanted to try there, you know. So and of course none of my my friends or my husband knew what the heck I was getting them into. But oh my god, they took that stuff down. Like it was oh it was so delicious. Mm. Also what's that? Have you ever had that uh, the Japanese omelet where they put the the rice inside? Ome rice. In so- Ohm rice. <laughs> and that sauce is so good. Okay. <laughs> Both of those. Those do, are do You
0: know right. what the sauce in Ohm rice is? No. It's ketchup. It's
2: their it's ketchup. It's not <laughs> like our ketchup. So many different types okay. of ketchup. ketchup yeah. Yeah. Okay. The world. yeah. So,
0: okay, this is as a description of this. So, if you've never had ome rice, because actually my mom used to make this when i was a kid it's a very traditional kind of japanese home food they make a thin scrambled egg that's essentially like an egg omelet Mm -hmm. no egg um crepe so it's like a super thin egg crepe and then they put that aside and then they take rice and you fry the rice and then um sometimes most of times they put in a little bit of vegetables usually i think of it's like a confetti rice so it's like sometimes there's a little pieces of carrots some peas uh maybe some onions mm-hmm. um peas carrots onions And i think there was one more but i can't remember what the last one and and then the then honestly you may not believe it but Then they put ketchup in it. So they put enough ketchup in it until it turns pink. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is you got this big round um, crepe kind of thing. You put the rice into the middle of it and you fold it in half. So it's essentially kind of roughly the shape of a football. And then they'll draw like a squiggly line of ketchup across (laughs) the top of it. And it's delicious. I mean, it is. It sounds good. I mean, it's just like what? But it's one of the most. It's amazing food,
2: but there's another sauce though that they plated on. There isn't it Hmm. kind of like that brownish gravy kind of sauce?
0: Oh, maybe. Oh, like a curry? I don't know if it's curry. I had it with curry as well. Maybe it
2: was. Maybe it was like a a, yeah, but Japanese curry. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. Okay,
0: Okay. so I will. My polarizing thing is so uh, they make in Taipei, Taiwan. They make egg omelets with. I think they call it watch yet yeah, something like roughly that, um, which they use river oysters, and they put river oysters and they when they cook it they're not it's not really really solid so they're still kind of gelatinous. But they're made, it's, it's an amazing kind of omelet made with river oysters. You can kind of get them in the United States, but most of the oysters here, we get our um, sea oysters. So the texture is quite different, uh, and the flavor can be a little bit different. So yeah. oh, that's something to give a try if you ever see uh-huh. um in, in a restaurant in the United States. But it's fantastic in Taiwan. It's, it's like one of those things where it's, you can't reproduce it anywhere else except where it came, came from, from yeah, essentially. Yeah, right. So, to recap, I would say what we've learned is when you're in Poland, don't eat it at your grandfather's house. <laughs> eat the pizza. Yes. In, in, in Japan, eat Kobe beef. Oh,
2: if you get a chance, you're in that prefecture.
0: And om Rice? What was it?
2: Mm-hmm. Or Okonomiyaki.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in Taiwan, um, don't eat the stinky tofu. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat either. the stinky tofu. Don't actually. If you're anywhere, don't eat the stinky yeah. tofu. Definitely eat the um, the uh, river oyster eggs. Yeah. So that's it. That's all yeah. we've learned today.
2: All right. That's productive.
0: Yeah. So so that's the end of our show. So thanks for listening so long. I hope that you enjoyed it. The other, we, we, you know, we love travel and we like yes. talking about it. And hopefully you love listening to our chatter about this. And we're going to talk about all sorts of things in the future about travel. But before we end, we'd like to thank the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education for giving us this really great um, creative outlet. Um, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider one of us, one of our courses, if you're looking for professional development courses. We have everything from project management to esports management. That's a thing. Esports management. Um, You can find us at ce.uci.edu and once again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!